Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's remain standing tonight for the reading of the word of the Lord. If we have a Bible, we are going to go to the book of Psalms. We're going to read the very Psalms chapter 1. We're going to begin at verse 1. Psalms chapter 1, and we're going to begin at verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he abide the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the on this thought, the difference between the blessed man and the ungodly. The difference between the blessed man that I'm on the right side. Amen. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands. Let's lift up our voices. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, sweet Jesus. Dear Lord, we need you here with us tonight, dear God. We can do nothing on our own. Oh Lord, we look to you tonight, Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith, oh God. You are the source of my joy tonight, Lord. You're the source of my peace and my happiness, oh God, and we need you more than ever, oh Lord. Help us, Lord, oh God, to grab a hold of you, Lord, in your ways, oh God. Teach us, instruct us, lead and guide us, almighty God. We give you all of the glory, and we give you all of the honor tonight, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. You can be seated tonight. If you've read the Bible or if you've started to read the Bible, you'll find out that one is the book of Psalms. I don't know about anybody else, but I can remember when I started actually trying to read the Bible, like actually putting forth an effort. After I had done learned some hard lessons, and I said, you know what? I'm going to open up this Bible. Um, I've been, they've been telling me for years to read your Bible. Well, now I got some good, good reasons to read my Bible. I got a lot going on. And I can remember I said, you know what? I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm going to read it all the way through. And so I started the book of Genesis. And I gradually made my way through the book of Genesis. I said, okay, it's not bad. Then it got a little bit exciting when I got to the book of Exodus. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Then I got to the book of Leviticus. And I'm like, my goodness, what is going on here? And so I said, I closed my Bible. I was working nights. I said, I closed my, I closed my Bible. I'm like, Man, I know I need to read the Bible, but what am I going to do? I'm in this book of Leviticus, and I remember asking my youth pastor, I said, man, what is this book of Leviticus all about? And he had to explain to me, you know, um, about the sacrifices that God was requiring for them to offer up, and God began to establish his laws with them, and I was like, okay, but I can't start there. 
And so I said, there's got to be a middle ground somewhere. So I'm going to start reading this book. I said, and it dawned on me one night. I said, you know what? I'm going to start at the book of Psalms. And I started reading the book of Psalms. And I started reading through it. And it was going pretty good. So that, and that began my journey throughout the scriptures. And when you come to the book of Psalms, you'll find out that it's a book that is up and down. That's filled with should. Because the truth is, we are up and down creatures. One minute we are on on our all-time high, and then the next minute we're at our all-time low. One minute I love you, then the next minute I can't stand you. You need to go somewhere. You need to, you know, we need, it just speaks of our up and down emotions that we have that we're so unstable at times. One minute God is great, the next minute I don't know if this is Christ will strengthen me. Anybody have those moments? Next minute I feel like I'm about to give up. And I've learned that living for God, God in good times and in bad times, God helps you to be balanced across the board. That somehow through the power of God's word and through the power of the Holy Ghost, that God in good times helps you to remain balanced. That in those bad times you recognize that you're not alone, but that God, just like in the good times God is with you, God is with you in the bad times. And so that you can hold on. You can keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'm going to tell you something. It's not a good thing, amen, to serve God under certain conditions. You know, sometimes people need things to be ideal and things that need to be a certain way in order to serve God, amen? But that you must have you. You must have enough word of God inside of you that you say no matter what the condition is, amen, I will serve the Lord, amen. No matter if it's good times and no matter if it's bad times, and God knows bad times come. God knows difficult times come, amen. But what I've learned that in those bad times and in those difficult times, God shows himself to be strong and mighty on your behalf. God shows himself to be real more than ever. Amen. Not receive evil. I got to understand. Amen. And living for God, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But you know what? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. How many got a made up mind on a Sunday night? Amen. No matter what life hands me. Amen. No matter what life deals me. I got a made up mind. I'm holding on to God's word. Holding on to God's truth. I'm not going to look for an opportunity to backslide. But in the bad times, my hands are still lifted. My voice is still raised. My eyes are still at night. Amen. That I will serve the Lord no matter what. Amen. Amen. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, amen. Money may come, amen, and thank God for it. But if it goes, thank God anyhow, because he's still in control. And there's something about being blessed, amen, that doesn't always have to do with what is in your pockets. Doesn't always have what the name that is on the back of your shirt has nothing to do with whether you got that swoosh on your shoe or not. Got nothing to do with that. But it has everything to do with what God has bestowed upon one's life because they trust in Almighty God and they live according to His Word. And according to his plan, you'll find out that this word blessed means it speaks of that the Lord has bestowed something upon and that he has bestowed upon them. It means it speaks of prosperity. Not only that, it speaks of one that has 
such a peace about them. It speaks of the fact, it also talks about a person, speaks of envious of others, amen? It is talking about the one that is serving the Lord. And understand, you don't just be, you're not just blessed as being blessed, amen? But in order to be blessed, there are certain decisions a person has to make, amen? There's certain steps that they have to take, amen? There are hard decisions that they have to make, amen, that after a while, what happens is because of those decisions that they make, all according to God's word and according to God's plan, amen, you will find out that God will begin to bestow something upon them, amen, that it will be recognized of the almighty God. Anybody want to be blessed of the Lord? Got any young people in the house of the Lord tonight that says, I want to be blessed by God. Amen. I want God's favor on my life. I want God's hand on my life. I want to be in the will of God. Amen. Anybody want to be in the will of God? Come on. Anybody not trying to get out of the will of God so that you can do your own thing? But anybody got a made up mind on a Sunday night? I'm staying right in God's will. Amen. No matter how difficult it seems, no matter how, amen, and whatever God is trying to do in my life, I believe it. So the psalmist says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And so first thing we see is that a person that is a be blessed of God they will not take the advice of the ungodly. They will not take ungodly counsel, amen, but they will harm. That is a big deal, amen, because I'm, there are many, many experts in our world, amen, and you got to be careful of who you lend your ear to, amen, because there are some jokers that we just shouldn't be listening to, amen. There are some advice that we just shouldn't be taking, amen. Can I tell you like this? Can I get real tonight? Let me tell you something. If your parent, amen, your mother, your father, amen, whoever God's plan, you need to have a made up mind that I respect you as my parent, I respect you as my sibling, but when it comes down to the word of God, when it comes down to me living according to God's word, you cannot speak into my life on that, amen, because you are not living according to God's word. I'm so sick and tired of people, of godly relatives and ungodly family members to talk them out of the will of God. You got to get a backbone about you and say, I do not receive that word in Jesus or the church that much. Amen. You ain't got to pray. You ain't got to read your Bible. You ain't got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You ain't got to go down in the name of Jesus. And you got to ask a person, how do you know? Amen. Because if you ain't reading the word of God, you don't know what the word of God says. Somebody got to have a made up mind. I'm tired of listening to a bunch of nonsense that don't mean anything. If I'm going to listen to somebody, let me know that they know what they're talking about according to God's word. I'm not just listening. Or my biological father and mother don't qualify you to tell me how to live when it's concerning God's word. Especially if you're telling me something that is contrary to the word of God. Because you'll find out that certain advice, if it's not the right advice, and if it's not the right counsel, it will cause you to lose out with God. It will cause you to lose out with God. And I don't want to lose out with God. I won't get what God has for me. You can't listen to everybody. You can't listen to people just because they're of your same generation and age group. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Young people, I don't mean any offense, young people, but listen, I was young once before, amen? But young people are inexperienced, wet behind the ears, ain't got no experience, amen? And 
a lot of times we can make as young for our lives. Amen. That's why you got people saying don't go down that path. That's why you got people saying don't hang around that crowd. Amen. That's why you got people saying you don't need to talk like that. You don't need to live like that. You don't need to carry yourself that way. You know why? Because they've already been there, amen? And they already got some scars that have left on their lives, amen? Because they went down the wrong path, amen? And they're trying to help you, amen? Not to make the same bad decisions. You got to recognize that people are not trying to spoil my thoughts. You are blessed of the Lord. Bible says there was one ignorant joker. He was a young, wet behind the ear king that was so inexperienced in making decisions. And the Bible says that the people said they came to him and said, listen, your father, when he was king, he put some hard things on us that we had to bear. And the Bible says that they said, listen, we, we want you to come back in three days and I have an answer for you. And it, within those three days, he talked with some people. The first group of people he talked with, the Bible says that they were wise men. They were the old men that served in the days of his father. And the, the advice that they gave him, the counsel that they gave him, they said, listen, if you listen to these people, and do what they are asking you. These people will forever serve you. And, and I'm going to tell you something. That's true, amen. Because no really cares about your well-being, amen. And then and they really want you to succeed, amen. And then they're not so high up there, amen, that they can't listen to you. And that you can't co- uh, co- begin to talk and try to work some things out. And there is some giver really working with you and trying to help you and is concerned about you succeeding in the job. There's nothing that nobody wouldn't do for them. Amen. Yes, amen. If you know it needs to be done, you will do it. And so he's telling Rabbi, if you listen to these people. And these people will serve you forever. They will be with you forever. You won't have to ask of them of anything. And they will love it. He said, okay. Then he brought came up with. And it ain't nothing like knuckleheads, amen, to be all arrogant and lifted up and think they know it all. We're going to make it even. I'm going to make it even heavier. Foolish counsel, amen, is what we call it. And the people came back, and he talked, dealt so harshly with the people and said, you know what, I'm going to make it even harder on you. And the Bible says from that day forth, the king says that ten tribes went with Jeroboam and ten tri- two tribes stayed with Rehoboam. And listen, the truth is, he had those tribes, amen, and it had to his grandfather David, amen. It had nothing to do with him. The moral of the story is you want to make sure you're listening to the right counsel, amen. You want to make sure you're taking the right advice, amen. I don't want to be listening to knuckleheads on my job, amen. I don't want to be listening to knuckleheads on the high school campus, amen. You don't know nothing about this, amen. You need to be asking me some questions, amen. And you need to allow me to tell you about the goodness of Jesus, amen, and all that he's done for me. Somebody got hardly counsel. I want the right counsel. You can be seated. And so the blessed individual does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Jesus, in dealing with the church, and he was dealing with them out of love. Understand, when chastising come, amen, it's not to hurt and it's not to harm. When correction comes, when rebuke comes, In hatred, it's not because they're trying to hurt you. The truth is, if a person is telling you you're going down the wrong path, you're headed for a ditch, that person cares about you. 
They're trying to keep you from falling in the ditch. That's not hatred. That's not them being mean. That is another form of love. Some people want people to just, as they are heading down the ditch, and they're heading down, it's fine. All the while, they're heading towards the ditch, and they're about to go over the cliff. Oh, it's okay. You're fine. It's well. If you find a person that is like that, listen, you know you're wrong. You know you're out of line. And you find a person that won't tell you, hey, you're wrong. You need to turn around. That person is not. That person don't mean you any good. None at all. Can't be my doctor and I come and been found. And you tell me to go pop an aspirin once a day. You can't be my doctor. That's malpractice. You giving me bad information. You ain't telling me the truth. Tell me the truth so that I can. Maybe I'm doing some things ignorantly. Don't know it. David told the Lord, forgive me of my secret faults. Lord, stuff I don't even know I'm doing wrong. Forgive me for it, Lord. God, forgive me some secret things, Lord. Forgive me for acting like that, talking like that. I don't want that kind of advice. I want that kind of counsel. And Jesus, out of love, he was giving counsel to a church. And he said, listen, you have caused yourself to believe that you're one way. But I want you to know this is how it really is. How many know that it's only... What only matters is how Jesus sees us. Amen. It doesn't matter how I've called that matters. Amen. Is what Jesus says. Amen. And Jesus said, you say you, you are, you are clothed, but I say you're naked. Amen. You say you're full, but I say you're wretched. I say you're empty. He said, I counsel of you. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. You know what he was doing? He was giving, amen. You need to purchase what I have, amen. You need to partake of what I am giving out. And how many know that Jesus is giving out good things? And it's in the way of sinners. So what that means is we're not hanging out, amen. We're not chilling, amen. We're not chilling. Now, we may, and and I, I some people say, well, you know, and people try to dumb it down, amen, and, and it's nothing more than compromise. Well, you know, we're living the world, and, you know, we, it's so impossible for us to live above sin, amen. It just sounds like somebody that just want to sin, then, amen. Listen, I understand we live in a, an ungodly world, amen. But I believe the words of Jesus Christ, amen. I overcame the world, amen. And I believe if I have that same God inside of me, amen, I got his spirit inside of me, man. And if he overcame the world, I can overcome the world, amen. I believe that. We live in an ungodly world. Yes, we have to go to work, amen. Yes, we have to work jobs. Yes, we have to go out in the grocery stores. No, we cannot live in a bubble. No, that's impossible. God called, get out of our homes, amen. We got to get on the job, amen, and not forget why we're there, amen. Yes, I'm there. God has blessed me to make a living, amen, but that's not the primary reason. I believe that if God put me somewhere, he are, and that they would be drawn by it. Not for me to go and blend in with them. God put me on that school. God got me there for a reason. Talking about, but to stick out, listen, some people don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. But God designed that you stick out like a sore thumb, amen? God designed that the attention would be drawn to you, amen? And not for all of the wrong reasons. Now, you can get a whole lot of attention, amen, for a whole lot of wrong reasons, amen? 
You can be known as fast and wild, amen. And there ain't that much you gotta do, amen, to get, to, 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 to get that girl's attention, amen. The kind of reputation that says, I'm of the Lord, amen. I am chosen, amen. I have been called out, amen, that God has put me here for a certain assignment, hiding in the midst of darkness, amen. God didn't call me, He didn't put me here. The run- what does that mean? That means that yes, when we're coming together on the job and we got to work together on something, amen, you do it with all your heart. But when the time drinks together, amen, we don't drink no how, right? Amen. Can I, can I get an amen again? Amen. So we ain't going out getting no drinks. We sitting down eating together. We ain't conversating. If you go see me outside of the workplace, you gonna see me in the house of the Lord, Amen. That means you know what that means. You gotta come, Amen. And I'm gonna tell you something. When you get here, you gonna experience something like never before, and you it's gonna keep drawing you, and it's gonna keep drawing you. You know why? What we've been called to. So you'll find out that the Bible tells us. Let's turn to the book of uh, Proverbs. Chapter 24, Proverbs 24, and just one passage of scripture. Listen, and this scripture says it very clearly, very clearly. Proverbs chapter 24, and I want us to read it all, read this together, amen. Proverbs, everybody's there? Verse 1. Okay, now that's very clear, isn't it? It's pretty plain, right? Be not desire, be not envious against evil men, amen? So you know what? I'm not to be envious, amen, of what the ungodly is doing, amen, and what the wicked has, amen? That's not what God has called me to. Neither, neither desire to be with them. That means I call them the cool kids, amen. But ain't nothing cool about them, amen. And I, and I tell you like this, amen. The place that they're going, if they don't repent, amen, ain't going to be cool either, amen. Can I tell you, friend, I want to stay in the house of the Lord, amen. I want to stay amongst the ungodly, amen. I want to stay amongst the blessed people, amen, with my hands lifted, with my voice raised, mine, amen. For Jesus, I live, and for Jesus I die. One thing I desire, amen, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell. You want to desire something? This is a good start. Good start. Don't do, listen. And listen now. This is the wise king. This is a book of wisdom that is filled with wisdom that will help me to avoid some pitfalls. It'll help me to avoid some mistakes. And God is in the business now. God will help us to avoid some things. You'll find out that in the book of Exodus, well, in the book of Numbers, if I'm not mistaken, you'll find out that The Bible says that that time came where they were to go in and they were supposed to um, put an end to a certain nation. And that one of those people, amen, was Balaam, amen, or one of those people were uh, the women, amen, that was used, amen, to cause the children what to do and how to cause the people to stumble and to lose out with God. And the Bible says that the men, um, that Moses angry with them, amen, because they spared those women, that they didn't kill them, and that Moses got angry with them because he said these were the women that was used, amen, through the counsel of Balaam, amen, to cause the children of Israel to stumble, to fall. Can I tell you, friend, you got out of God, and that is not in the will of God. Because I'm going to tell you something, that we don't want the advice, and we want, we want to get as far 
away from wickedness as we can possibly can. Amen. We understand, amen, certain things. Amen. We understand. We don't want certain people around our children. Amen. We don't want certain, we, 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 they got the reputation, amen, that they don't need to be around children, amen. And we're not going to put our children in dangerous situations, amen. Well, it's the same way we're living for God, amen. We got to have a made up cross that line, you know why? Because we want to be blessed of the Lord, amen. We want God to bestow his love and his favor upon us. We want the face of God to shine upon us, amen. I want God's will. Amen. Anybody want his will tonight? Anybody want his blessings tonight? Anybody want to say, I want what God has for me. So I will not be sick. I will not allow certain things to go on around me. There was some outrageous stuff going on um, with a certain individual. And what he had done, what the individual had done fell into it was it was pretty bad. And the Bible says that the people, the church, they were just moving on like there was no problems. Everything good. They just rejoicing. They just shown. And Paul said, we got some problems, amen. He said, listen, listen, you should, you're rejoicing and you're, you're singing and all of that stuff. He said, I'm hearing about some stuff that is going to the Gentiles. Now, that's a mouthful. That's a whole lot. And he said, I've already judged that individual. He said, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lot. And so, oftentimes the questions you get is that why did God handle certain things the way that he did in the Old Testament? Why did God come? Well, God told them, when you go into the land to take the land, don't take nothing. Always ahead, somewhere. Always one. He took gold. He took silver. And most importantly, he took a Babylonian garment. Now, I don't have to tell you how the Babylonians. <laughs> we ain't calling no names tonight. Brother Lewis is trying to behave, amen. We ain't calling out no names tonight. And, but, well, it was worldly, yes. It was worldly. It was very seductive, uh, sensual, um, yes. And so the Bible says he took it to his house. He buried it in his tent. And they go out in a battle that they were supposed to win. Listen, disobedience to God's word will always cause you to prevail. He will always have a stronghold on an individual. And the Bible says that they went out to the battle and they lost a battle that they should have won with their eyes closed. And Joshua is wondering, what is going on? God, you just brought us through Jericho. And we just went out here for this fight. And we've lost. And we've lost so many lives. What has happened? And God told old Joshua, he said, get off your face. Sin will always cause you to lose. The, the moral of the story is sin will always cause a person to lose. Always. You will lose out on opportunities in life. You will lose in every area of your life if I don't get rid of the sin and the ungodliness. And the Bible says he went searching the tents, and he came to the tent of Achan. There was the gold, and God instructed him to take them, throw them in a hole. And the Bible says that God referred to him as a troubler that he had troubled the children of Israel and God commanded for them to stone them. Another example that can be used is that's why it's important that we can't put ungodliness in 
we're going to lose and our loved ones are going to lose. Listen, if our loved ones see us doing things, certain things, and being mindful of certain things, what do you think they're going to want to do? Young and impressionable minds, what do you think they're going to be all about? What do you think they're going to want to do? If they see I'm not praying, what do you think they're going to do? They see I'm not reading the Bible, what do you think they're not going to do? And Achan that day, because of his foolish decision, he lost his lives and his children lost them. Because of what Paul said, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And God couldn't take the risk of the whole entire nation being defiled and corrupted by that. And so God had to deal with it quickly and swiftly. And Paul is telling the people, he said, listen, you got to remove it from amongst you. He said, until he get his heart right, until he repent, you got to remove it from amongst you. Amen. And that's the important, the more to be around certain things, amen. We got to get it out, amen, because it's not just about that one person, amen. It's about the overall plan, amen. And God's got a made-up mind that God, that there has to be holiness, there has to be righteousness. If I'm going to be blessed of the Lord. And so Paul said, listen. Remove it. And until he repents. And so we cannot sit in the way. We cannot stand. Mockers. Those that mock the things of God. Amen. They mock this righteous living and this holy living. Trying to live according to God's word. Amen. And you got a bunch of mockers. Amen. We got mockers on the job, don't we? Hey, we got mockers in our own families, don't we? We got a lot of people that got a lot of stuff to say, amen. And the Bible says that this person is blessed, amen, because we do not sit in the seat of the scornful, amen. Can I tell you something? I just got a certain thing coming to him, amen. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches that they are an abomination, amen, in the eyes of the Lord, amen. Can I tell you, I don't want to be a mocker, amen. I want to be a believer, amen. I want to be one that says, I believe what God's word says. I believe that God's word is true. I believe that God's word is right. And you can moan, amen. My hands are still lifted. My voice is still raised. I'm still Standing on the things of God. All right. But we must find pleasure in the word of God. God's word cannot be something we despise. It cannot or it will not work for us. Now, we take ple- people take pleasure in a lot of things, amen? And then there's some things, you know, that are not, that are not harmful. And, and it's okay. I, li- I like, you know, um, shooting, the, shooting the basketball a little while here and there for time to time. I, 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 I take pleasure in that. It, it, it's, it's fun. But as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading a whole lot. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking pleasure in it. So there are some things that are, are very harmful that we can take pleasure in. Amen. But I shouldn't take no ple- more pleasure in reading something else more than the Word of God. I shouldn't take pleasure in being somewhere else other than the house, more than I do in the house of the Lord. Amen. I should love being here. Amen. I should love the opportunity that, that God presents. That take pleasure in that. I should be excited in that. Let's go to the book of Joshua chapter 1. And let's begin at verse, let's begin at verse 5. Joshua chapter 1 and begin at verse 5. All right. He says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses. So, man, these are, this is some comforting words, amen. God is talking to Joshua, and God is telling Joshua, just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Verse 6, be strong 
and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So we see the benefit in holding on to God's word. Amen. We see the benefit in obeying God's word and doing what God's word says. Verse 8. So let's walk through this verse, amen, because this verse is giving us the blueprint to success. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. So God is telling us we should talk about this. We should talk about his word. We should proclaim his word. We should want another about it, amen. should talk to our loved ones about the word of God, amen. Listen to what he says. He says, but thou shalt meditate. Therein, day and night. So when I wake up in the morning and throughout the day, my mind should be on the word of the Lord. When I lay down at night, amen, with my head on the pillow, amen, the last thought that goes through my mind should be about the word of God in the goodness of God, amen. He said, listen, to do according to all that is written therein. So you know what the flip side of that is? Is that if I ain't thinking about it like that, and if my mind ain't on it like that, I'm not going to do what it says. I'm not going to do it. If I'm not thinking about prayer, I'm not going to pray. If I'm not thinking about it, I'm not going to read it. If I'm not thinking and desiring church, I'm not going to come to church. Or if I come, I'm not going to take any pleasure in it. And I, I, I'm sure I underlined it and highlighted everything. He said, because you must continue to talk about it. You must continue to think about it. If not, you're not going to do it. He said, for then. So when I'm talking, thinking about it, then my way will be prosperous. And that I would have good success. You know why people, and it don't happen. Listen, it's not a coincidence. Listen to what the Lord says in the book of Hosea. He said that my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. He said because they reject me, amen. And so because people reject, amen, to do what this scripture says, amen, and to walk in it, amen. They are not succeeding in life. I must have a made up mind to do, if I'm going to be blessed upon my life, I must walk according to this. I must think, I must keep God's word upon my lips. I must talk about it. I must tell people about it. Amen. I must tell people that this is not, listen, this is not a fairy tale. Amen. This is this is the real deal, amen. He said, the verse we just read, he said that you're not going to fail, amen. How many know that the Bible says in the days of Samuel, not one word fell to the ground, amen. Every word that God put in his mouth, amen, it came to pass. How many know we got a more sure word prophecy, amen. If it said it, you can guarantee that it's going to come to pass you can guarantee that it's going to happen. And so, we want to walk according to God's word. He says, in his law, he meditate day and night. 
And listen to what this blessed individuals, these blessed people are going to be like. He shall be like a tree planted by his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That lines right up with what Joshua told, what God told Joshua. Verse 4. Now listen, look at the difference between the blessed individual and the ungodly. Not so. They're not what? They're not like the blessed one. Okay? And so that blessed person that the Bible says walketh not in the God, in the counsel of the ungodly. of the ungodly. They do standeth in the way of sinners. They do sitteth in the seat of the scoffer. He says, but they're like, they're not like a tree planted by the rivers of water. They're like the chaff, amen, which it, the wind driveth away. And that lets us know that concerning the ungodly, their time is short. It's very short. And see, because, because sometimes we can become envious of evil men. And we can desire to be with them and have what they have. And the scripture is telling us that they're like the chaff that is blown away. Their existence is not for long. To the point that the psalmist was like, man, I'm living for God, for not, amen. I'm washing my hands in vain. He's saying, I'm trying to live holy and righteous for nothing care about God. They don't regard God's word. They have no respect. They curse, amen, the name of the Lord. They blaspheme everything concerning God. And it seems like they got everything. Everything is going well for them. They're without any kind of problems. Job said the same thing. You read what Job said. Job said, man, I'm trying to figure out how this works. I done lost everything. And I'm trying to, I done been living right. Their children, they got them. And Job was just having a pity party. He was just going at it. But all we have to remember is that when you come into the house of the Lord, or when you get in God's word, God reminds us of some things. And that psalm, he is just going at it. He's just, man, I've washed my hands in vain. He said, listen, my feet almost did slip. I've affected the generation of your people. He said, but when I went into the house of the Lord, then I understood their end. He said that they are in a slippery place. He said, and their end is not good. And so the writer here is telling us they're like the chaff that is blown away. He says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. How many want to stand on that day? Amen. How many, how many as we stand before the Lord? Amen. The great white throne, amen. How many want to, want that name to be written down in the Lamb's book of life, amen? How many want when they open up those books, amen? How many want to hear their name called out, amen? Yep. Baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Somebody got to have a made-up mind. That's what I am longing for. That's what I am living for. That is what. Because the books are going to be open. You can be seated tonight. The books will be open. Books. The book of life and the word of God. They're going to be open. Open. I want my name there. You know why it's good to talk about God? You know why it's good to talk about God's word? You know why it's good to talk often about it? You know why it's good to be positive and be excited about it and to pour your energy into it 
and to pour all of your resources into it. You know why it's good? Because God remembers, amen? God's going to remember it, amen? You look in the book of Malachi, man, let me just turn there. Because you know what? Sometimes I don't want to be accused of just saying things. I want us to see it for our man. In the book of Malachi, there was a lot of people that they were doing their own thing, right? They weren't doing it according to God's word. And they was just half says that there was a people, amen, that they, the Bible says they spoke often concerning the word of the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord said, uh, you know, these people, amen, I'm going to, I'm going to remember. Yes, there we go. Malachi chapter 3. Let's read it uh, for ourselves, amen. And let's begin at verse 13. Well, let's begin at verse 12. He said in verse 12, chapter 3, verse 12, he said, And all shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Your words have been stout against me. Listen to what the Lord is saying about him, amen. Saith the Lord, yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? God is saying, you've been real proud. You've been real arrogant. You've been speaking some hard things. But people, but so, what have we said against thee? He said, this is what the Lord says. Ye have said it is vain to serve God. How many people believe that, right? And have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the God's going to remember them, amen, that reverence him and that respect him and that speak often of him, amen, and that remember his name. Can I tell you, when that book of remembrance is open, I want my name there, amen. And so in order for it to be there, I got to have a made-up mind. I'm going to stop talking about some nonsense, and I'm going to talk about the right thing. I want to give an encouraging word to somebody tonight, amen. Hang in there, amen. The Lord is good, amen. He's high, and he's worth, and his train fills the temple. There's nobody like Jesus. What are you doing? I'm just talking about the Lord. Why? Because I want the Lord to remember me, amen. I want my name to be written down in that book, you hear? I want God to call me by name. Let's stand tonight. They that fear the Lord. Remember, that's not talking about God being a boogeyman, amen. And we being frightened. That's talking about reverence. That God shows up at, amen, that his name is upon, amen. I got to say this. We can't just come in the house of the Lord any kind of way, acting any kind of way, doing any kind of thing, talking about anything. This is not the gossip house. This is not the carnal house. This is the house of the Lord where we magnify and glorify the king of kings. We got we to gotta respect everything that is associated to God. Gotta respect his word. Everything. How many know that God hears everything we talk about? Believe that, don't we? He does. He hears everything we discuss. You know, there have been times where I have not been at my best. I allowed me to rattle me. And I've even voiced it maybe to my wife about what I've been called. Because you learn after you pray a little while and you read God's word, God gives you the strength to make it through whatever. You must believe that. God is enough 
for me to make it through whatever situation I find myself in. The Holy Ghost is enough for me to make it through whatever situation I find myself in. But you know what I did my best? I did my best not to say it around impressionable age. Because they're impressionable. Because they're not fully developed. And because they don't know how to walk on their own just yet. And know how and don't have a strong faith that any little wrong thing could probably damage that faith. I made sure there were certain things I didn't say. Because here's how it works. And oftentimes, we get a little carnal a little bit, amen? And we start saying things out the mouth. But you know what? The wonderful thing about God, that's all great. That's great. Well, think about this. You've repented and got it right with God, right? But you can never forget those words that you said still has an effect on that person that heard it. And that's great that you can repent and get it back with God, right with God. But what about now how it's affected them and how they are struggling with believing? and trusting in God's word. I've learned learning. The old saying is, if you ain't got nothing good to say, you examine these words that are about to come out of my mouth. Is it edifying? and destroy everything. And so, myself, you ain't got nothing good to say because most, most of all, God hears it. God hears it. And so, I want to be like the old woman, amen? You know, sometimes things don't are not always good. And you just got to get to a point, amen, that can fail. It ain't good, but, you know, it's well. It's well. It's well. It is well. It's well. What about everything that the problem is back at home? It's well. It, it's, it's, it's well. What about the stuff on the job? It's It's well. It's well. Because if you say it long enough and really believe it, you'll find out things are going to change. That woman, she had every reason to complain. Had every reason to bawl, for tears to run down her face. And she would have been wrong for it, amen? But all she could say was, it is well. Here to speak some things in faith, Amen. It's well, amen. I know the devil will try to remind me of just how bad it is, but you got to look him in the face and say, it is well. You know why? Because I'm still in the hands of the almighty God. And God will turn it around for my good. God will turn it around for my good. Be blessed of the Lord, amen. Blessed doesn't always have to do with money. Doesn't always have to do with what materialistic things that I have. Friend, as the east is from the west, I'm blessed. Amen. If I'm on my way to heaven, my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. I am blessed. I am blessed. God gives us the blueprint of how to stay blessed. He shows us what it takes. And I want to have a made up mind. I want to be like that trend. Amen. By the rivers of waters, amen. I want to, I want whatever I do, amen. I believe that God is going to cause it to flourish. I believe that God is, I would hold to God's word and do things according to His word tonight and have a made up mind. I trust Him. Do we trust Him tonight? Do we trust that His way is right tonight? We trust that he loves us more than we could possibly imagine. To tell us the truth. In Jesus' name. Let us gather around the altar tonight.
Let's come with our hands lifted. Let's come with our voice raised. God, help us, Lord Jesus, not to utter some things out of our mouth, O oh Lord. Help us, Lord, full of faith, dear Lord. Help us, dear Lord, the desire, Lord, to be in your house, dear God, above everything else. We want to be blessed, Lord. We want your face to shine upon us, oh God. Sweet Jesus, we want to be in your will, Lord, more than anything else. Oh God, we want it, Lord. Take your advice, Lord. We want godly counsel. Oh God, that would not steer us wrong, oh Lord. Oh God, but that would lead us down the right path. We want to sit with those that believe in you, Lord, and believe in your word. Oh God, plan us, Lord. Oh, you call us the planning of the Lord, God. Help us to be rooted and grounded, Lord. Unmovable, unshakable. Always above.